Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Hey, this is O'Teal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to uh, another episode of Comes a Time. My name is Mike. I'm O'Teal. You know who we are. This was funny for me because <laughs> Jesus, we, <laughs> we had. Paige McConnell on the keyboardist from Fish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mike wow. and Eric, some of you who are Patreon fans know Eric, also our video tech. The wizard. Uh, I'm not sure you could have two bigger Fish fans. So, you know, of course, I'm like, okay, don't fanboy out on them too hard, you know. But at the same time, you know, like let Wayne Shorter be sitting here on the podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And then I'm going to look at you the way you looked at me. During this podcast. And you know, I held it together for a good amount of time. But you the, did. You did. I mean, it's like media like like when when concerts are your church, okay? And when you want to say thanks to the you know, the person that brings you happiness, and you could tell there's and when with doing these, and you know how weird it is over Zoom, there's like these pauses and it's like fuck oh, it's like is so now great. where I can say it? And I'm like you know, just it to let beautiful. you know, if you did a shot every time I said, just to let you know, you'd be hammered right now. <laughs> I oh, love it's him. really I love cute. Him. I and abs- he's so sweet. He's so freaking sweet. I, I mean, it's, 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 uh, he's got this amazing new album out and it's, and it's, uh, an honor in one hour. How do you say thanks for a quarter century of, of phenomenal life-changing experiences you know but the funny part is that he's nervous because he's never this is the first podcast he's ever done yeah and so i didn't expect him to be nervous about it i was like oh you played 13 sold out shows at madison square guys just our (laughs) little podcast like what but that was so cute and i just thought this is great just the whole dynamic (laughs) is just beautiful because i know both of you really well and I could read things from both of you that you could read from each other. I just thought this is super cute. Dude, it's so, just so it's, funny because I was it. looking at you <laughs> and I'm watching you look at me. And it's like this moment. I, I went backstage at a concert <laughs> once with uh, with Okerson. Big J brought me backstage for this concert at uh, in New York City. And I was uh, there was a stack of pizzas 
a a big stack. It was corn was the band, and it was a big stack of pizza boxes, and the top one was open, and I was starving, but I didn't want to be like a pain in the butt, and you know whatever. So I was like, on my way out, I'm gonna grab a slice of pizza, and you know, just saying this in my head, and I'm looking at the pizza, and I'm like, oh, I want to eat that whole thing, and we meet the band, and Jay used to open for them on the road, so he's friends uh. with them. So we're walking out, and I'm like, bye, guys. Thank you some. Oh, pizza? And I go to grab a slice, and the cheese had, like, congealed again. And I pulled the – it was like I screwed up the Jenga tower. And the whole stack of pizzas came down. And I was just standing there with, like, the crust of a slice. I was like Wayne's World type thing, you know? So I had that in my head, and I'm like, don't embarrass Oteal. You know, no, like, I so, mean, it's fun. I it think it's just so funny. Because- no, it's just funny because I mean, look, I don't care. I'm going to gush. I don't care. I was like, he's going to gush now. And I was like, no, of I course didn't. I am. And then he, <laughs> you held it. <laughs> I held it together. I did okay. I give myself a B. And you know what? You know my critic. That's not bad. Oh, so. I, I give you an A minus. I think I was really good. <laughs> Why not an A plus? What the fuck, dude? He complimented <laughs> him like four times. I was like, okay, but the, the fourth time. But it's fine. <laughs> Look, I would do the same thing because it's like, I people I had this happen to me and then you know when I met Elvin Jones or when I met Joe Henderson or when I met Roy Haynes it stops time you know these people have been on my dad's records I know them from when they were young yeah all through and then they're standing right in front of you and it's like they're a real human being like Roy Haynes was littler than I thought and so is Joe Hen- and I you're just like, oh my God. It's just a weird time stopping thing. Yeah. So but it just happens the people that do it to me, like probably more than three quarters of our fans have no idea the people I just named. But that would be where I would I'd gush. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It's involuntary. So yeah. it's really beautiful. I I did I don't want to make you feel bad at all. <laughs> no, it's beautiful it's to watch, you know. And then I know Paige. Oh, it's just funny. It would just be it's weird funny. if I was like, yeah, okay, anyway, dude. So you got this new album. Like I got to say it, you know what I mean? And uh, he just... would have been much happier probably if that happened. <laughs> well, I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't speak for him anyway. It's totally cool. Whatever. But you know what? It's just, that's what makes him amazing and that's uh, you yeah. know, that's what's and I it, it happened with Bob Weir, it happened with Mickey Hart, it's Parish. I mean, we have Victor, I mean, everyone that we talk to, what people don't realize, like, I shut the laptop and I'm alone in my living room. And I'm like, I just got to talk to Paige (laughs) McCartney. Like, and now I'm supposed to go be normal? Like, what the hell? So, anyway, anyway, enjoy my gushing while Paige, you know, deals with it. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, everyone, of course, for listening always. And it's uh, an honor that we get to do this and you guys get to, uh, you know, be here with us. So uh, we're here on, on Osiris, home to so many great podcasts, OsirisPod.com for all of those. And for bonus content and uh, incredible wormholes that you can uh, get lost in, head over to Patreon and get your bus pass, Patreon.com slash Comes a Time Pod. And uh, Paige, thank you for You're the, the fifth time. And Oteal, I love you, We'll just we'll just talk. We'll see what happens. I'm 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 ready. Bring it on. <laughs> nice. Man, well it's good to see you again. It's been a long time. Jeez. It's been a minute. I mean, uh I probably haven't seen you since we did those shows at the Capitol. 
in is it October? Yeah. October of nineteen. Seems like a seems like a long time ago, but that was I, fun. I know we had those jazz fest plans. Yeah. And I was yeah, like have, Everyone had big plans. Be, yeah, it's uh the, you go ahead, Mike. <laughs> oh no, no. I was just gonna say it's it's been uh it, it's amazing how we talk about nineteen like it's you know, eighteen nineteen. <laughs> it's just so wild that uh this year really did seem to drag, but also it, now that we're all kind of getting back, it seems like, okay, everybody out of the gates, time to get back to work, time to get back to life. It's it, strange. It does feel that way. It's, it's seems like it's, it's going to be happening. It's going to, it feels like it's going to feel all of a sudden that it's back into something or another. So. Yeah. How's it, how have you been, uh, treated during the pandemic i found it to be good and bad you know like but the good has is outweighing the bad in the long run here oh that's great that's great i'm i'm doing okay you know i had uh a lot of time with uh my two younger kids and my wife and i in the house and we all got to know each other a little bit better i would say and yeah <laughs> uh and that's been fun and and challenging and fun and we just got two kittens in my house just last week. Oh. We don't, we hadn't really had animals. Um, and so my daughters are freaking out about that. And, and we all are, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's the big thing going on in my house. Um, I've been, and I've been, I've been happy with, you know, doing this project that I did. Um, maybe we're the visitors. I had a great time. The times I played with Trey up at the barn and, and a couple other times I got to go up there. So, I was able to keep music in my life, just not with anybody else, really, just kind of with me. So yeah, yeah, that's good though. You know, I love that. I love the record, man. Yeah, Thanks. it's amazing. Was that your first trip to Iceland? That was my first trip to Iceland. Yeah, we went, and we were so lucky because we went at the end of January, beginning of February, just really for a couple of days, and um, it was it was inspiring. Though it was a beautiful place, and I don't do a lot of traveling other than touring and just the, the people were, could not have been nicer. The, the culture was, was fascinating. The history was fascinating. The Island was just fascinating. I, I loved it so much to learn from that place. Was the Borealis going on up there? Oh yeah. We saw some, we saw some really nice Northern lights uh, for a couple different nights actually. And some of the pictures that, that I'm using that are accompanying the album are, are shots that Heather took up there. Uh, out, just walked outside our door, and there it was. So wow, we see it up here in Vermont once in a while too, though. So it's pretty cool. Ah, I've never seen it. I really want to see I, it. I caught it once with Keezy in uh, in Oregon. We caught, we saw it from his farm in like the, in, in the distance a little bit, which was pretty wild. I um, Iceland. It's so funny. I started hearing from people who some comic friends of mine who traveled quite a bit. Iceland started to become a place where a lot of folks would visit and they were like, it's, it's beautiful and it's amazing, but it's like $38 for a cheeseburger and $10 for a Coke. (laughs) Like it really turned into like a tourist like spot for a minute there. I think, I think it has. Uh, And yes, it's not, you can get there pretty inexpensively, but it's, it's, uh, and you can do 
you can do better than that for a cheeseburger probably, but it's, <laughs> you got to just shop around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think that one had bacon on it probably. But. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick your priorities, but it's, it's no, I really, I really liked it. And, and, and the people are rightfully protective of their Island. And, and so that's part, partly why it keeps it that way too. I uh, did that, uh, that Borealis kind of atmosphere. Uh, was that part of the inspiration for the title of the record and the themes or it was it was you know it it kind of just fell into place and 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 as I was recording all these songs i I always felt that there was something uh either celestial or or you know uh otherworldly about them that that they really felt like there was uh a presence and i didn't i didn't it didn't sort of all come together till right at the end, but, but I had certain songs had visions for me that I imagined traveling and, and being places or, or the feeling of, of loneliness of traveling sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, and probably tied in with just the feeling of the loneliness of, of the year that went by and, and sort of the, the radio silence that I was experiencing from, you know, everyone I knew, but it was, it was a, uh, yes, I, 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 I did feel that way. It, it does feel like there's, it's speaking to something other than just us. You know, it's a theme me and my brother always talked about because we were big Trekkies back in the day, the original yeah. one. And we've always been into sci-fi and UFOs and aliens and all that stuff. So that's a common theme. Like, I really do feel like that. When you look at somebody like Art Tatum, and you're just like, okay, really? You don't think aliens can exist? Like that guy? How's that <laughs> happening? Like, you know, come on, our feet. Yeah, like, yeah. Feet to me just are like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and our Tatum's feet, man. <laughs> 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 That's a different world for sure. <laughs> you know, Kofi had that thing where his fingernails. He had these kind of alien-looking fingernails and toenails. And yeah, and after he passed away, I got his computer, and he had a picture on his computer with some like kind of meme, and I was like, "Wow!" So he knew it. I mean, I'm sure we joked about it a little bit, but I was like, he knew he was an alien for sure. <laughs> well, it was definitely an album that you can kind of uh, just put on and close your eyes to and uh, meditate and uh, just let it play, and it, it just felt like one long sonic journey, you know. Instead of song for song for song, it's like one long piece, which was really refreshing. Thank you. Thanks. I I, uh, I found, you know, I worked on the project. I knew there was something there, but but the sequence was really important when I was able to figure out an, an order for it because each, each thing did seem to lead into the next one really nicely. Um, mm. And I I really enjoy, I enjoy it in, in a quiet time. I mean, I, I enjoy it more, more than driving or something I, I like i like to just be sitting when i'm listening to that uh different music for different things i guess but um it it, it I, I think it's meditative to certain songs especially thank you yeah the Absolutely. bass there was this bass on there fretless bass and i kept going back and forth i was like is that real bass or is that page playing i was like no that's real is that page and i like <laughs> I was like, I gotta ask you about that because if that it's was both. you, did a really okay. It, it's why well, I mean, it's it's re, it's really me. I played it. 
Uh, on bait, on fretless? No, not on fretless. Uh, but but I did play it, and at some point, I imagine that that sound of the fretless was played on a fretless. But I played. I, it was all keyboards. The album was all keyboards. Wow. I did the whole album on keyboards. You did a Thanks. good job on that bass because uh, I was actually playing along with it. I was sitting right here listening to it, and um, my bass is right here. So I just. Until, I mean, so that means so much to me that I was that I gave you pause there to think whether or not that was that was real bass or not. Thank you, dude. Like, it stopped me from playing because I was like jamming along. I was like, oh, I think Paige would like what I'm doing right here. And then I got to the fretless bass tune, and I just stopped. I had to put the bass back on the stand. Because certain times it sounds like a keyboard, and then I was like, no. So you really have the sound of bass in your head because the way you phrased it is what kept making me second guess it. I was like, it's you know, it's uh, that was something that that I I was aware of on this album, and and one of the cool things, and and what I what I hoped was hap- would happen with this is, um, if I'm working with a, a sound that's a fretless bass sound, to be able to play it like a fretless bass or or the sort of Indian sitarish types things to be able to play it to sound like it's a sitar, uh, but the if you take it to the next the next step, there's so many sounds that don't sound like anything. They're synthesizer sounds, and it doesn't sound like a French horn or a, a bass or whatever. And and so then it it lend, it it sort of opens up. Well, what is that melody? You know, what is how is that played? You know, it, it sort of this the sound works to inspire. The melody and and then vice versa so it just kind of it kind of builds on itself and 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 i'm finding it a, a ton of inspiration just from the sounds i'm getting out of these keyboards yeah my hero joe zominal from the keyboards with weather report yeah was yeah. like that and he he spent you could tell the sound like help write the song mm-hmm. or that part of the song or that melody or whatever like the sound puts puts you into a new place a, I really would like to. Um, I just bought my first keyboard, a little Nord, and I, I but I want to get some old synthesizers and try to where it's all laid out, mm-hmm. so I don't have to access a menu to program it. Because I really want to do that. I want to get into that. Just like finding a sound that's not any other sound. It makes you play something completely different. You know. Yeah. The Nord. The Nord's good. Is a a great keyboard for for lots of things and really versatile and good for sampling. Um, so there's all sorts of possibilities there, but, but I do, I know what you're saying. And, and then whenever I kind of started collecting these probably in the nineties, old, older keyboards. And, uh, and that was always something I wanted. I want to be able to, I, I never enjoyed it in the eighties and nineties where your keyboards were all just sort of push buttons. You go to this bank and then you could do this, you go to this bank. I want knobs and I want to see if I turn this knob, what's that going to do and identify the sound with, you know, Oh, that's an oscillator. That's, you know, that's the glide that does this, you know, and and sort of be able to, um, you know, it's it's not it's not so different than punching in a number and then working with you know more or less of it and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But but there is something textural about it that and contextual about it that um, it's just I learned better that way too. I, I like to be able to touch. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. It's inspiring too because I heard Jack White um, has said that instead of trying to find the computerized sound he's looking for he'd rather make an instrument that makes the sound that he's looking for <laughs> like so he's like you know and i had to, i mean him in particular like to you know third man records like he traveled the world finding all these old record presses mm-hmm. and all these old amazing instruments and and the way you know to actually press like live to vinyl and there is that authenticity in that you know 
finding the old parts instead of programming and it must be such a trip when you actually know what you're looking for too. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm just, just scratching the surface and, and programming synthesizers is, is kind of the least of my uh, skill set. I, I don't, I work with, I work with presets and I, and I, I modulate them a lot or, you know, make little tweaks to them, but I'm not, I'm not the guy in there that's twisting all the knobs at this point. I, you know, I, there's, there, there's a percentage of them that I understand and, and can work with, but, but there's a lot of them that I'm just, um, experimenting as, as it goes along and, and finding it that way, but definitely don't know what I'm doing. But that's the fun part, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It apart and figuring out how to put it back together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, how come I have these leftover parts? <laughs> I need a video camera running while I'm doing it because I'll actually, you ever like accidentally if, on like a session, a logic session or something, and your finger accidentally hits one of the keys and this thing opens up and I'm like, okay, which key did I push to do that <laughs> i gotta go and try to find it to close it <laughs> it's true and, and with the synthesizers a lot of the time there is uh you know you, you'll play it and depending on how you play it and depending on the glide and how quickly you hit the next note it's not going to sound the same each time around they're they're going to have unique um they will be unique takes and you never really know why, you know, the pressure wasn't quite the same if it's a pressure keyboard, you know, with a, a touch sensitive keyboard, you weren't, didn't have exactly the same touch sensitivity or you hit some knob that you don't know what, what it was that you hit and you can't figure that out again. Or, um, so there is, there is a, a, a liveness, if you can get that liveness. And, and that's another thing I, I really try to do with this project was I don't work on a, so much on a grid where I'm, you know, lining it up and quantizing and making sure the beats are all there. Uh, pretty much every every version that I played through this album was just one pass through, and and that was it. So it sort of had a you know a live thing. And I, so I'd, yeah. on some of them I, I would lay down a rhythm track and then play a bass track, but that bass track would just be one time through, and then I'd play the next track be just one time through. So it was all trying to capture a live feel. And a lot of times I think with electronic music, people, they're approaching it from a computer. They're, that's where they're nowadays, they come in and they say, oh, I can do this, this, and this. But um, to capture the, that, that live element, I think gives it a, a human, more of a human quality because it's already electronic and, and more, maybe not human, a little bit more of emotional quality, maybe, I guess. Yeah. But do you have to fight your inner critic about, oh, I made a mistake here? And because that's a hell of a... Tight, no, it is tightrope. It, it is. It takes a while, and and it and it's uh, and I did it relatively quickly. You know, when I when I did the recordings, well, obviously quickly because it was just one time through for these things. So so each each pass was. It, it was. I went back and did try to overdub on a lot of these things, and I, I realized, I can't. I'm not going to be able to add to this. So there were there were edits. So I would shorten things and take out parts yeah. that I didn't like. But the continuous take was just one take for all of them. That's still very uh, ballsy nowadays. I, I try to like, you know, you hear about Thelonious Monk and all these guys that were just getting the first two takes and that it, that's it. And you just mm -hmm. leave whatever, however it yeah. happened. And most people are just not brave enough to do it. Yeah, but I didn't. I challenge myself with it. I didn't think this stuff was going to be coming out when I was doing. It. I was just kind of doing it for myself, <laughs> yeah, having so fun. It wasn't yeah. really that brave, and, and it wasn't until and by the That's time great. by the time it had sort of sat for a few months, and I decided, oh, maybe I'll 
put some of this stuff out and I started compiling it and listening to it and seeing what I really liked. Uh, by that point, I'd already sort of accepted it for what it was. I yeah. guess I hadn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, but that is it. And you're right, O'Teal, that is the key. That is, that is the, the, the inner dialogue on every time one is in the studio, potentially, you know, is, is, can I fix it? Can I make it better? What does that even mean? You know? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's funny that, you know, cause mentioning earlier about how it's just different from, you know, finding some of that, I think before I even began meditating, finding that ambient music way before there was like the Spotify's and the YouTube's and stuff like finding anything that gave you, whether it was like native American flute, or there was a couple of, uh, a band, I think it's Virunis, V-I-R-U-N-I-S. It's like just this very ambient, they have an album called The Drift Inside. And it's that kind of like music that would play in like a float tank, or it just helps you get to that quiet. It, it's it's such important stuff. And, you know, to have the, you know, to be able to create an album like that and going into this and listen to this, you have our trust, you know what I mean? Like you guys, everything that you guys put out, it's like, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be no matter what. It's going to be what it is. Well, it's, it's, it's going to be alone, what it is. So. Thank you. I, it's going to be what it is. Yeah. So, but we trust. You know, like there's a certain level at a certain point where you're like, I'm excited to see what's next. It may not be my favorite thing, but it's I'm excited to see where it fits in the trajectory of, you know, the lexicon of what comes out. I wish we trusted ourselves the way you do. Cause, and that's why I think I'm going to try to do what you did, Paige, with everything I record. Like, I'm not putting this out. I'm just doing this for fun. Yeah. And then it is what it is. And then live with it for a while. And then you've accepted it is what it is. And then you're like, you know, I could put this out. Whereas if I go into it like I'm going to put this out, I'll probably ruin it. It's because I'll never let it be what it is. Right. You know? <laughs> like, well, that's like what Victor Wooten said, remember, O'Teal? Like, we talked to Victor Wooten, Paige, and he said, don't say you're not going to do something because that's the first step in doing it. <laughs> like you said, grandmother you know, told the, yeah, the minute you say you're not going to. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because I was thinking about that we were going to talk to you, and I know you're a huge baseball fan, and congratulations on your Mets being in first place right now. I guess I have to say it while they're I didn't even know we were, in first but place. that's great. We had a nice weekend, a uh, nice couple of days. <laughs> yeah. My baseball coach growing up, my freshman baseball coach said, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And it's like, I guess when you treat everything like, you know, I'm not going to put it out. I'm just doing it. But you treat everything like as best as you can. That's one of the beauties of being a fan of the music that you guys create is that it gets to a point where you feel like you're in on rehearsal and you're seeing something grow for the first time. And that's like the joy of being there for the marathon versus the sprint. It's like, we want to see the growth. We want to see the change. We want to see, and it feels after a while, like, Oh, we're just in the, we're in the practice room with you. That's, you know, really, it just happens to be the garden. <laughs> that's really cool. Well, we, we, you know, I, I love those last, last time we played the garden were some of my favorite shows we, we played. And, and I, I hope we get, get back there before too long, but, uh, thank you and 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 we feel that from the fans too we we feel the the encouragement all the time to be to be doing new things and to be trying new things and i've gotten amazing um support for this project people really have been 
told me how much they like and I, I really that means a lot to me from from all of our fans and and maybe even some new fans but um thank you yeah this this one really did feel a little different uh than than a lot of the fish projects or the vita blue projects or you know with, with the kick my keyboard there with the jamming uh sort of you know often we when, when we're improvising together it's finding these peaks and you'll build and build and build and sort of this peak and you're in another place and then that sort of quiets down and builds up to something else and and with this one i was making a conscious effort to really not let that happen not let there be those peaks if every time i felt like it it was starting to build to that i would turn a different direction and try and focus on something else or let that dissipate and just sort of let it be this potential energy that's kind of bubbling along rather than hitting you in the face uh so it's it's always there and it's 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 not it's not ambient music to me because it, it's got that potential energy that's that's bubbling but it's it's also not the um peaks and valleys that you would hear with that band or most of the bands i play with actually most of the live stuff we do colonel bruce used to call that he said your music has to have the threat so it's <laughs> this um like you say it's not ambient music because there's the sense that okay this is it could go there but it's kind of like the tantric sex of you know where it's like no we're not going to have the orget we're not going to do the peak we're going to keep marshalling this energy and let it let it go around <laughs> is that what you say we're going to marshal this energy or, or or not yeah <laughs> come on everyone let's marshal this energy <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I like that. You know, one of the themes of our podcast has been meditation and, um, you know, mental health and all that. And I really like that. I normally don't listen to music when I meditate. Like I, I either let whatever sounds are around be the music. So uh -huh. if it's birds or the lake – or if I'm in New York and it's just traffic, you know. But I like the idea of like, uh, you know, sometimes when we were trying to put Kavi to sleep when we first brought her home, uh, we would do the Native American flutes and that. But that wasn't necessarily for meditation, you know. So I, I do, I kind of have this uh, idea like, like that everything of sorts is a meditation, which is why you shouldn't worry. So like making the music, you know, the idea of you keeping it there, like it kind of mm. makes it a meditation, you know, it's, uh, I, do you ever, were you ever into meditating? Did you experiment yeah. with that? No, I, I, uh, I actually, uh, I, I practiced transcendental meditation and I was trained, um, me too. Oh, I don't know. Five years ago, something like that. I went through my training, this guy here in Vermont and, uh, I don't keep up with it all the time as, as, yeah. as much as I should, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but I do it, um, certainly when I, I always do it when I'm touring and I do it other times as well, but I, I I'm, I'm always care sure that I do it on tour twice a day. Um, but I appreciate it. And I, I, I really do appreciate it. I, I started doing it. My wife got it for me as a gift. And I think for her, I think she got it as a gift for her, not for me. But I started doing TM uh, about eight or nine years ago, I think. And uh, 
you know, it was kind of interesting because for seeing concerts for 25 years or so, and it would be like getting to that point of, you know, quiet in my mind when that critic is quiet and I get down to that nice, like transcendent level. The only thing it reminded me of was concert, like the, the place where I would get at fish concerts and at dead concerts and at, you know, listening to music. It's just that thing where I'm out of my own way and I'm able to just literally be in that present moment. And, uh, it's so great that music, I was like, Oh, okay. I remember this place. It's been here all along. And now I could just sit in my house twice a day and find it. You know, you don't find it every time, of course, Mm -hmm. like some meditations are, you're just, you know, ridiculing yourself consistently, but then, (laughs) you know, others are just, the thing that about TM, and I'd love to ask you about this page, is that like, you know, sometimes I close my eyes and I feel like a whole lifetime went by and I open my eyes and I go, it must be 20 minutes and only like 30 seconds had gone by. And then there's others where I feel like forever has gone by and, or, you know, no time has gone by and I open my eyes and it's been the 20 minutes. And it's interesting the way that time kind of just yeah. loses its, its importance. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing. I, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy the practice and, and it does good things for me when I'm, especially when I'm keeping up with it. You know, I, I find it interesting. You say you do it more on the road because as I got older, um, I was more rigorous about, or just more consistent about yoga, about all the health things, because like, you have to be more on your game at the road because it takes more from you. Mm-hmm. You know, do you find that's the same? Is that the same reason you seem to do it more? Like you just got to keep your regimen going on the road. I, it, it's easier for me because my routine is so set out there. Uh, that's one thing is yeah. not every day is different. Every day is exactly the same. And uh, so that's the, the timing. It, it, it finds its way into my routine very easily. Also, I just, I just want to, I want to do it. I want to be the best I can for that, you know, that event of that day, whatever that is a concert. And, um, and I should really have that feeling about every day of my life. I suppose. But it just shows you where my priorities are. <laughs> hey man, we're all, that's a, that's a common theme of the podcast too. You know, we're trying to like pull ourselves up. Like, it's yeah. like, why can't I be like that with, you know, Oh, you're nice to everybody else, but not your kids. You know, like. <laughs> well, it's so funny. People that meditate explain it in so many different ways, too. Like Seinfeld explained it as like, you know, that feeling when you have 100% battery on your phone and you're like, whew, okay, like I can leave the house right now. Like it's like you can trust that you're going to stay charged for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think about it a lot where it's, you know, when you have that chalkboard full of equations and arrows pointing to different things. And then you meditate. It's like clear in that chalkboard, like nothing looks better than like a, an empty chalkboard. <laughs> and it's like, you can leave your, you know, they say too, that it, it adds like one session of TM equals like, like a couple hours of REM sleep. So when you're traveling from place mm-hmm. to place and checking in and sound check and all that, it must be, you know, it's like a quick recharge. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do that. And I nap on the road. I try to nap before the shows. Yeah. For sure. Man, God, so good to see your <laughs> face, man. I can't wait till we can play again, dude. I uh, know. No. I've been in touch with Russell a bunch. For- <laughs> I know. He texted right before this. <laughs> Our little group text that we have going. 
So you had the chance to redo a couple of uh, the fish tunes at the barn with Trey, Uh which was uh, really beautiful. And it was great to see you when, when those, uh, when those shows were announced, you know, Trey's uh, shows at the beacon there. We all kind of had our like, Oh boy, what's going to happen? Who's going to come? Is it going to be this, that, you know? And, and obviously you take into consideration the fact that every day we were learning a different thing about life. Like each day was a new, you know, variance or testing or this or that, you know, I mean, and, uh, to be able to catch you guys in the, you know, where you were able to, you know, join in was, was really a treat. It must've been so nice to get together and play. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and more than fun. It was really, uh, <clears throat> I found it, I think it was emotionally important for me to do it. Um, just to get back there, even just for a little bit, uh, a day or so, uh, that we were doing it, but it was, it was great. And I, I am thrilled with, with, the music that we made too. I, I, you know, we didn't have any intentions of recording an album. We were just kind of messing around. And, um, so that was a lot of fun. And again, spontaneous enough where we could be out of our own way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I look forward to the day when I'm back with those guys again, making music. I, I, I cannot wait. And, and all of us, you know, <laughs> everybody, yeah. just someone other than just me. <laughs> I'm having a good time here, but, uh, you know, I'd really like to be with some other people doing it as well. You know, it's funny in, in, in chatting with Otil, Otil and I talk like pretty much, uh, daily off air and on, but, uh, one of the things I'm surprised about sometimes is like, uh, Otil will listen to like podcasts. Otil will listen to comedy. Otil like, and I am constant, constantly listening to music. <laughs> so we kind of listen to each, you know, yeah. each other's different things, whatever. But I wanted to ask you, like, for me, the pandemic was like I dove deep, deep into so much music that I never either heard before or maybe dabbled with a little and then found deeper. Did you go into any musical wormholes at all, <clears throat> or or listen to anything? that stands out now that you think back on the year? Um, you know, I didn't, and I, I don't spend a ton of time listening to music either. I I do listen to my car, uh, and I'll listen to what's on the radio. Um, but I don't, I, I don't listen to music that much. And I, I did find, I did find myself listening to, I was, a, I was a huge Who fan growing up. And, and at, at one point last November, I just, I started listening to Quadrophenia again, which is an album that we had covered for our Halloween show. So it has double sentimental value for me. Mm. Um, but it, uh, I listened to that for a while. And then I read some article though. It's not surprising. You would go back to nostalgic things during the pandemic. It's all right, whatever. Like everybody else, you know, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all on the same little wheel spinning around here. Uh, so the answer is is kind of no, but um, but I, I I generally don't listen to music that much. My wife said that uh, she was like, I was really surprised. I thought you would be listening to music a lot more than you do, and I really don't. But I think again, when we have Victor Wooten on the podcast. Um, he was talking about how the guy that invented the DAW said that, you know, you're here actually hearing less music because of the way it's chopped up and 
vinyl is just a different experience. And then this new thing that he has called, I think, what, did he call it Sonora, Mike? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I Sonora? think so. I think that's what it was. But it actually chops it up way more, like, you know, 10 times more. So it, actually the fidelity comes out on the other end. It's really good again. So he's like, oh. either go back to vinyl or get this other thing. And I thought, well, maybe that's why I don't listen to music because somehow my brain unconsciously was just like, it doesn't sound as good. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back with more on Comes a Time. Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Smart Wool. For more than 25 years, Smart Wool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They are here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. I was, I was going to, well, you know, at the beginning I did, I did, I have a turntable and I have records uh, and I really thought I was going to be at the very beginning of this thing, like, oh, I'm going to go through and listen to my records. I have yeah. 30 records I've never even opened, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they're still unopened. And, and uh, no, no. But you got, it is, you got young kids too. Right? Yeah. No, it's, it, that yeah. takes up. You know, it takes up time. <laughs> I mean, that's why if I had, I couldn't have a record collection out. It'd be destroyed. Yeah. Like you know, they have to be hidden. Yeah. There's a lot of things. It's Alexa, you know, Justin Timberlake, and yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff yeah. from Frozen. I don't know how you guys do I it. I throw in some like <laughs> classical Indian music and Steel Pulse in there every once. I, I crowbar yeah. some in there, but you know. Yeah. I remember, I remember you saying you had to like sneak a song into Nigel's playlist for you every now and then, like when well, you're Well, I try to turn them on. I'm like, hey, listen to this, you know, like when we brought Kavi back from India, a friend, Pete Lavazzoli, that plays with me in my band now, turned me on to this uh, classical Indian singer named Kishore. So, and she's like the Mahalia Jackson or whatever of India. And so... Most of the time, if I put on music, they go, no, stop. I don't want to hear that. Put on, you know, I like to move it, move it, or whatever song. That Imagine <laughs> Dragons. And I'm like, okay, it's your life too. But then I put, uh, Kavi was in the car by herself, and I put on Kishore, and she didn't protest. And after like about two minutes, I looked in the rearview mirror, and she was kind of staring out the window like this. And I was like, yes. We hooked her, you know? <laughs> so I just went back to her. Because I wanted to have some of her culture, too, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. But most of the time, so that I, I kind of, I try. <laughs> I try. How's, how's she doing? Oh, my God. She's running this place, dude. Like, the people at her school are like, oh, we know you got your hands full. <laughs> so it's none of that, you know, how's she adjusting? It's like... Nice. I've said this on the podcast a number of times, but I sat her down at the table. I was like, Kavi, in America, slavery ended in 1865. I know you didn't have that in India, you know, but she like realized she has two slaves. She's like, this is great. 
I just said, mom, yeah. water, dad, you know. <laughs> she's doing great, man. She's oh, doing great. And she's, and she's a light, you know. How old are your kids? I got 9, 10, and 21. Ooh, nine them young wow. ones. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah, so this went by like that. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, yeah. I hear, were you, are you? You go ahead. Have you like? Are you kind of getting like at all stir crazy with like? Let's get back out and play. Or are you kind of digging it a little? Uh, no, I want to play. Uh, honestly, I'm. You know, I, I just need to socially adjust a little bit before I'm like, okay, we got to go get in front of thousands of people now. Like, I'm having yeah. a hard time. Like, we went to out to a friend's house for dinner the other night, and just some of the social interactions i just i gotta brush up on them a little bit but i <laughs> i you know uh i'll we'll get there before you know it is the thing i think it's just it's it's gonna feel like oh it's months and months off but you know a couple months ago seemed like yesterday also in a weird way so i, I don't really know of course i want to play i don't mean to sound apprehensive about it but i'm you know in 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 the right time we will be there Oh, when's the last time any of us had a year off, but also a year off where you're not allowed to like be with anyone? So I mean, it's like a triple, <laughs> like what you know? I know, right? <laughs> you know, maybe the eighties. I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't had a year off playing since I was 15. Yeah, and that's because I just started playing bass at 14. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, wow. It is so funny that you say that about the social, like getting back to it. Um, my wife's in healthcare, so she's a lot tougher and, uh, you know, just more intel- way more intelligent. And uh, we were moving and we had to stay out of our place for a couple hours. And it was when they opened up outdoor dining. And I don't think I'd left my house in months. And I had my bottle of water, my hand sanitizer, my mask, another mask in case that mask fell on the table. And, you know, like we sat and scoped out the restaurant and we're sitting there and I'm telling her, I'm like, if one person sneezes, I swear to God, I'm out of here. Like I can't handle it. And they brought me a beer and like the suds tickled my nose and I like sneezed into the beer and just sprayed it. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the guy I wanted to fight. And I'm like, okay, I'm going, I'm leaving. I'm, going I'm just going to go sit in the car. I'm not ready for this, but it is strange. Like just, I've had to go, I've been going back to New York to perform stand up the past few weeks. And it's like, it is weird. Like we're all kind of at different paces. Yeah. Like some parts of the city are just back and it's like, Oh boy, like this is kind of petrifying in a way. Have you sure. gone out to dinner page? Like gone out to have a dinner at a restaurant? I, I have not gone to dinner or, or left the state in, you know, since February a year yeah. ago. Yeah. And, and I, I will, I've got my first vaccine. I got my second one next week. I'm excited about that. And you know, it'll, it'll all start to, it'll all start to feel like, oh, it'll feel, start to feel okay again, somehow or another. Uh, I think, I, I do think so. I'm optimistic. Oh, for sure. I think as the vaccine is rolling, as it rolls out quick, it'll like, it's going to build fast. I mean, you know, I live in Florida, so <laughs> UFC is doing a full capacity event. The comedy club here is like sending me stuff here. Yeah, I got happening. more free tickets for you. I'm like, yeah, when Mike gets down here, I'll go out to the comedy club and <laughs> see some yeah, comedy. We but. could sit side stage. But, you know, I mean, both of you and and obviously, you know, the scene we're in, the, the, the fans, we always appreciate 
how much you guys give us. And we always want to make sure you know how much we appreciate it. So have fans been reaching out and just thanking you for the music's getting all of us through. Um, and, uh, you know, no one has my number. That's what you mean. <laughs> no, no. I hope no one's calling you. No, we don't recommend that. No, I just I, and mean, I don't. You know. I don't do social media. You're feeling so, it, you know. You're, no. All right. I, I, well, I, here you go, Paige. Thank you from us. I, 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 That's thank, what I'm well, trying to say. Thanks for saying that. I was wondering. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Is it okay if we this give is, your number? This is the first I've heard, but thanks. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. In case you didn't notice, every uh, show sold out. No, right? we, you know when we when we like what you're doing. Thank you. I I, I take it back. When we when we release. <laughs> Stigma Oasis. You know, I was I was yeah. looking at the there was a thread that was going on as it was playing, and I read along, and people were really appreciative when we when we put that album out last year. And I know people were appreciative of the things that Trey was doing at the Beacon. I saw some some things about that, just how much people liked it, and 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 anyone that I you know that I know that I happen to have contact with, you know, the guy that mows my lawn or whatever that have liked the albums, you know that. December album or this album, I get texts from friends and stuff. People are very, I'm making fun. People are very appreciative. Our <laughs> fans are so nice and, and we always know that they love us and, and that are, and are always sending us good vibes. So it, it means a lot yeah. and we feel it. I'm sure you'll be getting some too with the record coming out also. Yeah. It's, know. it's been, it's been uh, fun and it's, I'm excited about this one just because it feels so different. I'm not, it's just me. I'm, I'm, the whole thing, everything, even this conversation we're having, I'm just talking about me, you know, I'm not, I'm not really used to that. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's, I, I enjoyed making it by myself. I was able to work in a, a way that I was working in my studio here and able to send it down to Bryce, who's an engineer. We work with Bryce Goggin. Yeah. Um, Jared also worked some on it. Uh, uh, not, not here in the studio with me, but uh, Jared Slomoff, who, you know, OTL. Yeah, I love Jared. Uh, so, you know, there was, I had a couple engineers, some of the tracks I recorded and mixed all myself. Um, so it was, it was just a very different process than anything I'd done before in, in so many ways and, and solo in, in so many ways that it was fun. It really was fun. And I'm, you know, I've actually, I've done these sorts of little synthesizer things. I've been doing it for 20 years. I just never really anybody really cared about hearing them. But 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 this this particular batch I'm really proud of, and it's 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 sitting really nicely. So uh, I look forward to doing more though. The, I, I don't think this is the last of this that I I, I want to do more of this sort of thing. It just feels like you, you know, when I because uh, it was pretty late night when I started it, and. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was like, well, I want to listen to a couple of tracks. I wanted to hear the title track because I was into the yeah. – I was just listening to a UFO podcast right before that. Perfect. And, you know, and I just got immediately sucked in, and it just feels like you. Like, I know you. I've ridden on buses with you. I've We've put time in together. And, and it just feels so much like uh, you being at peace with yourself. Like you're saying, like it, it is what it is, and and after you've lived you. with it, it's like, why not put it out? Like, okay, you can thank accept you. it. It's beautiful, man. Uh, thank you. And you know, uh, I played it for Trey before I put it out, and he said something very similar that you know, and I forget who he quoted. Uh, the hardest thing is to sound like yourself, and that this really sounds like you, you know. And you can, and he was he was really happy about that. And I, I meant that meant a lot coming from him and coming from you, Otil. Thank you. It does. It, it feels it feels comfortable. I don't. 
I, I can listen to it still. <laughs> I, don't listen, I don't listen to any of my stuff once it's come out. I, I usually put it away and then that's it. And I don't ever listen to it again. Uh, but I do, I've been able to listen to this one. Um, we'll see how it goes a week or two from now. But so far, it's still, it's still in the, it's still making, making my nightly rotation if I, if I listen at night. Uh, yeah, it's a well, good thing. Good. I mean, it's good you like it for us too, because maybe that means there will be more of it. Good. Yeah, I, you know what but I'm no finding? Pressure. I can listen to my stuff, but it takes like a good what was uh like a good 15 years uh-huh. <laughs> I can be objective about it again because I'm starting to listen to my album Family Secret. We're starting to do some stuff from that. And I think I put it out in 2005. And now mm-hmm. I have this other appreciation for it. I could see it more objectively now. Where before I was like you, like, all I could hear is what I wish that I had changed. So I, I just don't listen to it. After it comes out, I never listen to it again. You're like me, O'Toole. That's, that, is, that is my thing. All, all I hear is mistakes going by. <laughs> yeah. Or even like just the whole just. <laughs> The sound that I st- I didn't start with the right sound, so now I don't even want to hear the song because <laughs> even if I played it well, the sound was a, you know it's just like oh it's endless. It's, like, it's 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 tough to be it's tough not to be critical and uh, and that is and that's how I got lucky on this one that I that was it, it worked out it worked itself out in a way that I didn't end up being too critical about it and um, you know. If I was critical, I was able to forgive myself. <laughs> you think it just comes with age? Uh, boy, I don't know. I think I think you just get lucky sometimes. Is what it is when you're not paying attention. You know, I think I think that's as much as anything. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I worked so hard on the Vita Blue record and and the Fish songs that 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 I've brought to the table. Um, you know, a song like I Always Wanted It That Way was another song that started just as a little synthesizer part, just like all these were. And then, and that's, and, and the same with about half the songs on the Vita Blue record, they were all synthesizer little vignettes that I developed into songs. Um, so just to be able to, to be lucky enough to recognize, hey, maybe this is okay as it is. And just, yeah. you know, that was, that was fortuitous. I've always tried to just like, um, do it afraid that's like my response to my critic is like well i did it and it's done now so yeah. and i'm gonna do it again tomorrow yeah. and yeah you're right i don't even want to hear it but <laughs> you know apparently they want to hear it so i'll just do it and now i find myself being friendlier to the stuff that i did in the past because i, I guess i'm just older and i maybe i'm just more accepting of like that's what you were and this huh? is what you are now and it's all okay because there's other people, if you don't like how you do it, <laughs> somebody will do it different. You know, like, it's just what I do. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's just I think it's age that, for me, though. It's, it's, I think it's that thing of, like, letting yourself be critical, but not letting the criticism ruin the, 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 the experience of doing it, too, right? Like, there's been so many times where it's like you have a thought and you want it to be a joke and it's you know it there's something there and you beat yourself up over it and stay awake over it and then you find it and it's like i didn't even enjoy getting here <laughs> you just have fun and if it falls flat fine you know but at least if you can laugh at yourself and enjoy it that's i guess the important part so well the group thing i think like the band like fish or any band that's a band band you have the kind of group process 
to kind of help you. It, you can focus more on like the happening of what's going, especially improvisational stuff like what you guys do. I think it's a little easier. Yeah. But I keep trying. <laughs> I just keep trying. It's all we do. Just try. Well, you know, Paige, if, you're, if your landscaper doesn't tell you enough, and if, you know, and the guy who washes your car doesn't tell you enough, I'll tell you for the rest of us. We, uh, you've meant so much to so many of us. And I think the thing that was hurt, like really hurting during the pandemic was not only did we miss our lives and our careers and maybe the things we were working on got cut, the knees got cut out from under it, but that release of being at a concert Mm -hmm. and being, you know, among our family that we chose and being at the place that we find to be that release where the lights go down and we all kind of, you know, levitate about an inch off the ground and scream together. And, and, uh, we kind of just give up and let you guys take it. Um, that we missed that quite a bit. That was a really hard thing to go through during this year was to not have fish shows and dead and co shows and anything that's, you know, we love that. We need that. There's so many people where that's our release. That's our, our, you know, place to go to feel like we're part of something. Oh, thank you. So thank you. It's super exciting. Cannot wait to get back. <laughs> I, 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 you know, when I was playing with Trey, when we were doing a December album, I, I got a little bit of that feeling that I missed from being on stage when, when we're, when we're improvising and, and uh, it starts to go places uh, as it did a little bit on that album, but it, and, and kind of this, all of a sudden a feeling that, Oh, I have not had this feeling in almost a year now. And, and that was an emotional experience for me to both to have the feeling and then to be so sad that I don't have this feeling anymore. It was just a fleeting moment, but it was, it was pretty heavy for me. And, and uh, I do know what you're talking about and we all miss it. And we all, we all want to get back there. Yeah. I think it's made well, everybody, uh, you know, I've wanted a break, honestly. Uh-huh. And, um, it's good that I got one because I, it actually helped me remember what just that basic part about playing music. That's just fun. Like you uh-huh. said, I just did it. I wasn't playing to put it out and I got back there and me and my buddy, Tom, it's a guitar player, it's a jazz guy showing me this stuff. And I'm up late night working on new stuff. Like I felt like I was 17 again and I was like, wow, this is cool. And then to get to play like just a couple of things, which was hard. I felt really scared, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to last three hours. My tendons are going to be locked up, you know, like I can't just go from zero to 60, you know, but then, and it was a little bit of a struggle, but then like, you know, after a couple of shows, it started to come and it's like, wow, I, I, it's it's done me good to remind me just of that pure part of it. And yeah. uh, I know now when all the the machinery starts again, like I can find that little cord, that pure thread in there, and I think I'm going to be able to attach to that easier than I was before the pandemic, which is really a gift, I got to say. Because I, yeah. I, I felt the road tires me out, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't think I had the right mindset about it before. 
and uh, I think I do now. I think I will. My back to normal will be better. I'm pretty sure, you know. So I'm, that's I'm, I'm, I I think I think it it's a fresh perspective from all of us, you know. Um, I I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I have a new appreciation for it as well, or a, a newfound or a new refound appreciation for it. But it's it's I know exactly what you mean. I oh, man, we're so glad to have you on, dude. Yeah. When this when this uh, when we stop recording as a fish fan, I'm gonna go. There were so many things I wanted to ask that I wish I did, <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm not going to do that. But I do want to ask you one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when you look back on, let's say Clifford Ball, yeah, and it's this idea that turns into a tradition. And you basically a, a town appears out of nowhere in Plattsburgh, New York, for for all of us to come. And the day before you guys take the stage, let's say you arrive and you're seeing this place, and you know all the days leading up to that moment, and that was a pivotal, life changing moment for me, where I realized, well, this is it. This I'm I'm with these guys for the rest of my life. As long as they keep they keep playing, I'm going to be there with them. But what was it like arriving at an event like that? That was completely new and completely unique and it was all your design like it must have been such an unbelievable experience for you you know i are our, our playing our festivals not not just clifford ball but and i think i was a, a probably nervous as well <laughs> because it was such a big we we're playing in front of a large a larger crowd than we'd ever played in front of for that uh now when we do them the the ones that we did at, at watkins Glen and and up in limestone and those sorts of other, a lot of the other ones, um, and Clifford Ball to some degree, there's nothing like that feeling that this is a situation where every, everything is, is our, it's our little world. And we've got, everyone came there for one reason and this is it. And we're playing and we can play all afternoon. We'll go take a long break and we'll come back and play, you know, a couple more sets at night and whatever it is. And maybe some, some special and all the artistic stuff for people to walk around. It wasn't, it was inspired by European festivals that we got to play in the early nineties you know, going to Roskilde and, and festivals like that. It was inspired by getting to go to jazz fest. We played there in 94. Um, and this feeling that we could do things differently and people, you know, especially the European festivals where people were able to camp because you had never been to a festival in the States where that was the case where, Oh, you can go to your tents or you can come back to the stage. And it's, it's once you're in, you're in this, this whole thing. <clears throat> normally it's just the ticket gets you into the the concert event and then you're out and get into trouble somewhere else. But uh, it's the, the feeling of playing those festivals, especially the ones towards the end, that was just, it just felt so relaxed just knowing that everybody, everybody wanted to be there. Everybody who, who was, everybody who was there really wanted to be there. And um uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's just, those are special, and that was special. I, yeah. Feeling the day before, it was exciting. It was hugely exciting, and I remember our manager was freaking out about it. And uh, you know, it was it was a nerve wracking event because we'd never done anything like it. Uh, so just from an organizational point of view, there was a lot of moving parts and a lot of uh, things that maybe you know, could have gone wrong, but it, it all with the fans and everything, it all worked out and we got to keep doing them. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I did my best keeping it cool. I got to tell you, I love you so much, and you've created <laughs> oh, so like, many amazing times. Don't fanboy out on Paige. <laughs> Paige, I'm faxing you. I'm faxing you my first ticket stub. If you could sign it and fax it back, I'd really. No, I, in all honesty, it's. I mean, you, you don't know do how much social media. <laughs> no, in all, it's. I, I not enough words could ever say thank well, you for for all the thank you. Joy you, you know, you've brought and thank us. thank you, and 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 I know you speak for more than just you, and 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 we really do. <clears throat> we are the luckiest band to have the fans that we have, who are so encouraging, and um, you know, just go along with all our stupid little things that we do, and and all our, our really fun, amazing things that happen with our band too. You know, everything, the whole. The whole gambit, it's all part of our odd, <laughs> the mythology that somehow has developed around us. But it's, we we definitely consider ourselves to be the luckiest band to have, have the fan base that we do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really Thank you. That. I've explained it to I've explained it to friends who haven't seen you, and I'm like, we cheer at the mistakes louder than we cheer at the. <laughs> uh, that's, 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 that's great because it's all you know. I, I was watching a. The last shows we played were in Mexico in um, last year, in February, I guess. And I was watching a, a video of someone just walking down the beach during the concert. Uh, it was a daytime, so it was the last day, I guess. And it was, it was walking down this beach in Mexico and the band sort of off in the distance and they're walking through the waves, you know, just on the edge of the beach and walking past people and everyone's kind of dancing or talking or hanging with their friends. It's towards the back of the of the the venue and you know there's sort of this music sort of in the background kind of going along and just made me realize this you know we're we're a part of the event the fans are a part of the event we're all in it in one it's one collective thing and uh and we we talk about it a lot too that it's you know every single person who's in the room it's it's relevant. They are relevant, and and they are they are adding to the consciousness. Or if it's outside, every person that's at that event, they are they are a part of that just as much as we are, because we're just this little thing off in the corner that's kind of rolling along, and everyone's having their life, and and they're they may be at this place because we are here, but in this moment, we are no more relevant than than they are to to what's going on in their life, and, and uh, it's it's a wonderful, unique thing that we have and, and the level of success that we've been able to achieve while still feeling close and personal with our fans is, is amazing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's so received and, and there are friends that I have and I know that there are pockets of, you know, my group of fan friends that we've stayed together as friends, because we go see you guys play. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we would have stayed, not that we wouldn't have stayed friends, but we share moments that literally are, we don't have even have to explain. We could just look at each other during a show and go, yep, all right, we're going to remember this. And, and it's just such a beautiful thing that we have this kind of, you know, sonic, uh, you know, photo album that we kind of have that we can look back on. And, and uh, yeah, it's really great. So keep it up. Thank yeah, you. Man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Seriously. We oh. really appreciate it, man. It is, it is my my pleasure. It's it's really nice. This is my my first podcast and uh I think it you went pretty it. well. 
Wow. Well, damn good. First yeah. podcast. I love it. Go start a podcast, Paige. We'll be on it. No drink back now. <laughs> well, you have it's a, truly an honor. Yeah, man. man. Have a great, great day. And can't wait till uh, we're hanging together and uh, to hear what the first thing is that comes out of Russell Batiste's mouth. <laughs> you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> we I see the bodyguard again. I think I know what it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like I've been hearing from over the last year. All right, and on that note, we'll <laughs> we'll let you go. <laughs> I love you, man. Love you too, Otsuo. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. This has really been fun. And Thanks. thank you to all those people out there in podcast world. <laughs> in podcast world. Osiris. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.